Hail, you nostalgic theater actors. <laughs> that was. Well, yeah, that was good. You would have gotten that. That was card. my impression of. Listen, I just want to give, I feel like we should have done some sort of disclaimer. The accents that you hear in the episode are rough. They're hard <laughs> they to get are. through. I live in the South, so I know. Off- yeah. I, well, yeah. And also you're an Office fan, so you'll get this reference. But it reminded me of that episode of The Office where they're playing the Dallas board game. And they're like, well, that's Dallas. <laughs> that's the kind of accent. I thought you were going to say the episode where Painful. Uh, where they do the uh, murder mystery game and Andy's like doing all the different kind of Southern accents. Oh. <laughs> so that's funny. funny, too. I just anyway, always think of that Dallas board game. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What are welcome we doing here, to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 902 and franchise from fox to the cw one of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice that's me i'm kendra mickles and i'm seeing (laughs) these episodes for the first time i'm nick gunning and i've seen them all but they continue to surprise me things happen and i'm like oh right here's one for you my whole life i thought this man's name was rory randall it's just roy interesting just roy we, That's uh, kind of how Brenda says it. She's always like, Roy Randall, you know. My husband and I just rewatched Avengers Endgame, and I only saw yeah. it once in theaters, and it was basically like I was watching it for the first time. I was like, I forgot <laughs> about everything in this movie. Yeah. I was I've like, but he dies, movie. but I know he's at the end. How does that happen? Yeah. Oh, right. There's time travel. Yeah. I forgot. All sorts of stuff happening. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. oh, man, we're moving slow. Uh, you can find <laughs> more it. about this. This show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 27, Divas. Brenda and the gang meet Mariah Carey. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have a diva off. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The week need not apply not much in the condor today a couple birthdays uh april 12th shannon doherty turned 23 and on april 24th uh i mentioned this guy because i met him uh jordan fisher uh who is in various nickelodeon disney shows nickelodeon and disney shows he uh was in hamilton i'm pretty sure Mm. Might have been the original or it might have been um, another city's, you know, or the traveling, the touring one. Um, But he was on Dancing with the Stars. um, And that was the year that we, my husband and I went to go see Dancing with the Stars live. And he was there. So I got a picture with him and Frankie Muniz and my favorite dancer, Sharna. And it was one of the best nights ever. So So it was more like Kendra in the middle. Yeah, I was. I was standing in the middle of all of them. Perfect. Yes. I sh- I shook Frankie Muniz's hand and I was like, oh my goodness, Frankie Muniz. You were <laughs> never starstruck. Thought, I never thought I'd be meeting you in uh, my life. Watch, yeah. watch Why Agent- would you? Why would you think that? Not when I was Why watching Agent that? Cody Banks in theaters did I think <laughs> that I would be meeting you. Uh, oh anyway, a uh, couple of deaths to mention. April 16th, okay. Ralph Waldo Ellison, not Ralph Waldo yeah. Emerson, Important distinction. Yeah. Um, an African-American novelist, literary critic, and scholar, best known for his novel Invisible Man, which won the National Book Award in 1953. Is this like like Invisible Man? Like, yeah. Like the Invisible the one. Man. That's right. That yeah. there was going to be like this whole franchise with the mummy <laughs> right. and the Invisible yeah. Man. And... Yeah, I think that's, yep, that's the, yeah. I still haven't watched that, uh, that movie. I need to watch that. Oh, with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I heard it's good. Yeah, my wife saw it. I I haven't seen it. She loved it. Yeah. And uh, April 27th, April 22nd, Richard Nixon. Richard Milhouse Nixon. Yes. Uh, I was, you know, I used to work at a college library and there was a big room that was just full of, you know, donations and things that were possibly going to go into the college collection. And I would go and I would pick one of those, you know, I'd grab a bunch and catalog them. And one was a, a Nixon, a book, one of the book Nixon wrote, like a post-presidential years Nixon book. And I went to catalog it and it was signed by Richard Nixon. What? So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and then I went snorkeling with Frankie Muniz. What? So it was a pretty big day all around. Did you, I mean, did you keep it or is it at the library still? Yeah, no, it was, yeah. I mean, we, we kept it as sort of the special collection. I so meant, did you personally keep it? 
listen, if I could have gotten away with it, I would have. So <laughs> what was that no, book alas, you guys I talked was... about on all the books that was like a president and a artist? Yes, it was Nixon. Yeah, it was Nixon. Carver. Was it Nixon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, for the David A. Howe Public Library, we used to host this show called the All the Book Show, and uh, there's a new version of it that's still going. But we would do this thing where we would pull a book from the stacks that had never circulated in the history of the library, and it, you know it's an 80 year old library, so a lot of gold down there. We found one that was just an imaginary tale about what if an aging Richard Nixon and a puffy Ray Carver, uh, author of short stories and things like Birdman, Michael Keaton, based on a Raymond Carver, uh, what if they were just friends, and that was the book. <laughs> What if? So, Nixon Carver, check that, it out. That was a good episode. And you can find that episode still at soundcloud.com slash all the books. Go find it. Yeah. Uh, one more, I guess, fun fact to mention mm-hmm. here. April 14th, Gone with the Wind became the first movie ever to air on the cable channel Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a solid when choice. You love, when you love romance and racism, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zoo. Pretty epic, pretty epic Southern accents in that as well. While we're talking about. <laughs> oh Southern yeah. Accents. Oh yes. Yeah. So you can't you know. talk about Southern accents uh, yeah, without let's... talking about Gone with the Wind let's do it beyond the zip code i couldn't resist this one because last week we were talking about matt latter and we're going to talk about him again because i just saw him in something in 2021 matt lanter who played liam court in cw years appeared in the netflix series jupiter's legacy in the role of george hutchins slash sky fox so this is an adaptation of mark miller's graphic novel jupiter's legacy and it's about the following The first generation of superheroes has kept the world safe for nearly a century. Now their children must live up to their legacy in an epic drama that spans decades and navigates the dynamics of family, power, and loyalty. Did you? And our friend um, from uh, CW, Matt Lanters, is in it. Yeah. Did you watch all of it? Just the pilot. First episode. Did you like it? Uh, It's a little chunky. You know, it feels, if you, you know, it, I don't know. Some of the production qualities reminded me of like, a Christian superhero movie that I would have watched in like mm, elementary school. Like a Bible man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit like a Bible man. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the first episode was kind of like, ooh, this isn't good. And it also felt like they just took the scripts from the graphic novel and just verbatim, like pasted oh, them into the script. Interesting. Because the dialogue is very, like would maybe work in a graphic novel. But here it was like, huh, that's not how people speak. But okay. <laughs> Nick, guess what I started watching? Tell me. No, what you guess. Bible show. Man. No, a show that you were telling me to watch. Rushford Falls, that one with Ed Helms. No, Kim's Convenience. I, Kim's Convenience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, I'm as as we're recording right now, only the first four seasons are available in America. So I am, I'm caught up on the first four seasons and I'm waiting for season five. Are, are you liking it? Uh, yeah, I'm only two episodes oh, in. Gosh. It's not as oh, like okay. drop down funny as I was. No, like it's it's more dramatic than I was expecting. Um, yeah, but I, it I think is it especially charming. starts that way. Yeah, I think it especially starts kind of setting up the family dynamic. And the more they go, the more it's just sort of like you know the characters and things just build and build and build. So yeah. Well, uh, it's definitely it's definitely charming, and I did not realize there were four seasons. So I yeah. will keep watching. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you know that uh, Simu Liu, who plays Zhang in that, is playing Shang-Chi in the yes. new uh, Marvel movie. So yes. Pretty exciting. Did you watch that All trailer right. that I told you to with the Marvel movies that are coming up? All the Marvel movies? I did. I did. Yes. That's pretty good exciting. Trailer. Good trailer. Yeah. All right. You're jerking. I get it. I get it. Let's get into the synopsis for this episode, Divas. Brenda hopes to impress Roy Randolph, a visiting Broadway director, when she auditions for the lead in the campus play cat on a hot tin roof because brenda's an actor in case we all of course that's what she wants to be (laughs) steve is reunited with laura kingman where he coaches her for the same lead role while kelly also wants a part meanwhile brandon (laughs) brush meanwhile brandon brushes off continuing advances from his new admirer claire arnold the daughter of the university's chancellor who won't take no for an answer she sure won't she sure won't nope um, to be fair, though, Brandon's not that convincing, if we're being honest. No, 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 no. No. He's like, you get out of here, you. open mouth kissing. <laughs> I know you have to make an O, oh, you know, when you say no, but he translates that into an open mouth kiss. So yeah. that's misleading. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Living in Beverly Hills. 
Today's episode was directed by David Semmel and written by Larry Mullen. Lots of returning players this time. We have Joey Tata as Nat, Carrie Keene as Suzanne, and what feels like forever, we finally see Erica again. Noli Thornton is back as Erica. This is the first time since episode 17, Thicker Than Water. So it's been a full 10 episodes since we've last seen this character. It's a long time. And it's like no time had passed. No time had passed is what it felt like. We have a second appearance by Kathleen Robertson as Claire Arnold. And we also see the return of Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold. Tracy Middendorf is back as Laura Kingman, even longer since we've seen this character. She was last in episode 11, Take Back the Night. But she's back and she wants to be Maggie the Cat. Yep. We have some new recurring players and that includes Jason Carter as Roy Randolph. Uh, The first of several appearances for the character. Lots of TV credits, including Chapstick's Law. Is that true? I don't know what that is. Chapstick's Law. Huh. Yeah. Okay. What is it? <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. I It made sense when I saw it written. Then I said it aloud and was like, well, that's asinine. So I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun. Lois and Clark. I do remember that. And Babylon 5. He also has a few video game voice credits. So if you are a fan of the video game, Kendra, including Battle for Middle Earth 2. Part 2. Part 2. Do you, how much of the Elvish from your teenage years do you remember? Oh, you know, just bits bit. and pieces. <laughs> Enough to get by. You could ask where the bathroom was. That <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay. All right. He also uh, voiced a role in GoldenEye Rogue Agent, but I checked and literally no one cares. So <laughs> No one cares. No one cared about the game. No one cared about his performance. So He actually is uh, have... British, yeah. too. Um, I was wondering oh, that's nice. if his accent was real or not, but it is. Yeah. He was born Legit. in London. Legit. We have Pierre Epstein as Eddie. This is Who's the first Eddie of four. Again? Eddie is the uh, his his um you know his stage oh, manager. Oh, his, his stage man. manager. Yes, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. He also appeared in Models Inc. the same year. So here we go again, just looking around the the lot, being like, "Who do we got? You. <laughs> You're going to play a judge on Models Inc." Uh, different character, of course. He appeared in shows like Kate and Alley and recurring roles on ER and Sex in the City. I recognized him. It must be from ER because he plays uh, like four or five episodes of ER. So that must be where I was recognizing him. Mm. Finally, we have David Hayward and David Hayward's mustache portraying the role of Kevin Weaver and Kevin Weaver's mustache. This is the first of seventh appearances, including a long recurring role in Knott's Landing with none other than Mr. Brian Austin Green. He appeared in the Twilight Zone, the Dukes of Hazard, just a good old boy. <laughs> you know that song? Mm-hmm. Never meaning yeah. no harm. Yeah. Okay. And wait till your father gets home, Kendra. Yeah, what is that? What is I don't that know. show? I'm not sure. I don't know, but I thought I'd tell you about it. We have Susan Lentini as Andrea's OBGYN. Boy, rough. <laughs> rough scene where they're like, sorry, Andrea, you're just a fatty McFatterson. <laughs> Nothing wrong with you except you're fat. You know. Yeah. Uh, 17 credits on IMDb. So nothing too shabby there. I'd take yeah. 17 credits. Yeah. She appeared in shows like Tales from the Crypt, Coach, and The Secret World of Alex Mack. Two out of three. I loved Coach. I loved Secret World of Alex Mack. Just seeing the Crypt Keeper, Keeper in Tales of the Crypt freaked me out. Yeah, he's he's gross. We have Ryan Hurt as student actor, and he lives up to that character name in real life because he's in everything. I he's cannot believe okay. I did not recognize him. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, maybe... Maybe he's one of those guys who he played a, a similar character to student actor in every one of these appearances. But no, uh, lots no, no, of no. lots of That's films and TV shows. He's like he's like okay. an actual actor. Like he's a big actor Legit. today. Yeah. And this is the one. Like, can I please have a second chance? Yeah. I've got a big. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Kendra. He's best known for Sons of Anarchy, The Walking Dead, Saved by the Bell, The New Class, The Inferior, Saved by the Bell, <laughs> Jerg. Campus Cops. He appeared in movies like Saving Private Ryan, Patch Adams, which is not funny, but sad and dark. Remember the Titans and the Lady Killers, also not funny. He's like one of the main characters in Remember the Titans. He's like the wow. foot, the I which is I love that movie. I can't believe yeah. he he's um more heavy set in Beverly Hills, so I'm wondering if that's okay. why. Like his face just didn't Maybe. look the same. But as soon as I looked yeah. him up, I was like, oh. And I also didn't realize He's like a main character in Sons of Anarchy. So, wow. yeah, crazy. Wow. And I almost okay. didn't even Ryan look Hurt. this guy up or put him on our yeah. uh, on our thing. Student so. actor. 
Yeah. Student actor. Yeah. Okay. Let's get this train going. All right. Let's do it. I was really bummed that IMDb had nothing to say about the music because this first song, I think, is the worst that mm, music, music replacement. Replacements? Yes. Mm. I, There's I a couple. It. I hated it. There's a couple it. in this episode that were particularly bad. Yeah. Like when Claire, when Claire plays her boom box. And it's oh, like, yeah. Can't put Brandon in the living room, son. <laughs> Um, okay, so Brenda's at the library and she's looking up Roy Randolph. She's researching oh newspaper articles and books. She's she's doing all she can to learn about this guy. I have to tell you, it would be so annoying to be finding all of those articles on microfilm. She'd oh, have yeah. to be like looking it up in some index somewhere, then pulling all the reels and spooling them on that thing and winding and rewinding. Those things are a nightmare. Anytime I've been like working in a library and someone was like, I need to look something up on microfilm, I would just pull the fire alarm and just <laughs> be like, sorry, we have to evacuate. I can't help you with that. So she Thank put you in for a, a librarian's uh, point of view. I just want you to know that she was really committed to looking this up. Why she felt she then needed to print those articles, I don't know, but I guess yeah. for her scrapbook, maybe. Remember when we worked at a library together? Good times. I do, Kendra. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years. When annoying yep. people would come to the desk, I would just, I would go get you and have I you remember. Yeah, I remember. It, so. I remember. That was your move. When yeah, people are like, do move. I have to pay this fine? <laughs> I'd be like, let me go. <laughs> Hold Let me on. just get somebody just else. Because yes is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to bring in the muscle. I get it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so she runs into Dylan outside the library and says that she's looking up this guy because he's this big-time director. He's coming to the campus to direct Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And, of course, mm -hmm. Brenda is wanting to go for the lead um, yes. of Maggie. And Dylan's like, yeah, I could see you as a Maggie, Bren. I've never read At the play, so I don't know. I can't see it. At first, I thought that this was really goofy, that this like guy was just coming to direct like a college play. But they kind of established that he's an artist in residence. And yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. So I'll yeah. give him that. Uh, Dylan has heard of him. Yeah. He knows who he is. Dylan knows. He was like, yeah, my mom took me to see, uh, what is it? Streetcar Named Desire when, in New York City when he was 12, directed by Roy Randolph. Dylan says that Holly Hunter was in that. I looked it up and Holly Hunter has never been in a streetcar named Desire. What as far as I can tell. What a fact to make up. I just wondered because like, it. I mean, sure, why not? A young Holly Hunter, in, sorry, a young Holly Hunter in streetcar named Desire, why not? But no, it's, a, it's not true. It's impossible. <laughs> uh, Brenda also mentions here that Roy has an eye for young talent, which uh, will come <laughs> into play a lot in this episode. Yeah, a sexy eye. Dylan mentions he's going to the library for books for Erica, who still exists. She's real. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting her some books on Lincoln. She's. I thought about... we had like a Chuck Cunningham situation where the little sister's like, "I gotta go for a minute," and then we never see her again. And now yeah. she's back. No, she's she's back, and she's all about Lincoln these days. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next scene is at the peach pit. Andrea, poor Andrea. She's wearing Jesse's clothes now because she can't fit into her own clothes and they don't have the money to buy her like actual maternity clothes. What the heck with this storyline? I don't right? know. It's so weird. Like Andrea, I mean, I don't know. I mean, poor Gabrielle Carteris, you know, it's like, you don't get to have any fun anymore. And we've decided that your storyline <laughs> is going to be like, you You're eat fat. like a horse. Yeah. And then become a horse. You know, I mean, it's just. It would make cool sense if, like, she wasn't pregnant and they were trying to, like, disguise her pregnancy by having her yeah. gain a bunch of weight or something. But I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. So. It's uh, a weird move. Kelly says that um, she's going to get Jackie's old maternity clothes and let her borrow them. Mm -hmm. Which, as soon as she said that, I was like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. Um, they see that Erica and Suzanne are sitting with some guy. They don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. um, so the mm -hmm. camera, you know, we go over to them and the guy is asking Erica if she wants a milkshake. And she is just like, I don't want a milkshake. Stop asking She's like, me. I want you to fall off a cliff. <laughs> I want you to blip out of existence. This man looks like a cartoon. 
he looks like a Pixar character. I didn't with his big trust him for from the the get go. So I don't know where he's, he's going. I don't know if we're supposed very to like smiley. Him. He's got the tortoise shell glasses and the big giant mustache, and they're like, "I'm a professor" kind of vibe. But yeah, I the got, smiles, I got I feel creeper. Like. I got a creeper vibe. He's trying. He's clearly trying very hard. Which maybe he's just earnest, or maybe he's up to no good. We'll yeah, see. We'll find I guess, out. I guess we'll see. Um, so Suzanne and Erica then walk over to the girls and are like, "Do you know where Dylan is?" And Brenda arrives and is like, "Yeah, I just saw him. Mm-hmm. He'll be here in a minute. He just went to the library." And then Eric is asking, like, oh, what's a sorority? And so then they, like, induct her into their sorority. And it's yeah, like they have a, a little cute little sorority. scene. Yeah, cute little scene. At the um, counter, Brandon is sitting there talking to Nat. And Claire comes up behind him and, like, covers his eyes and is like, guess who? And yeah. Nat Has that ever happened always... to you in real life? I don't know. I want to say I yes. I think it's just a TV thing. Well, Brandon's like, do you know who this is, Nat? And he's like, no, but I'd like to. Yeah, he's like, I've never Hit seen on her this before, 18-year-old but I wouldn't girl. mind seeing her again. <laughs> As usual. Um, oh, Brandon is not excited to see Claire. He's like, oh, Mm-mm. great. You're here no. following me. <laughs> but Claire, Claire is 18 now. She is yeah. a woman and she I'll is... tell you I'll tell you what she's not, Kendra. Subtle. She's <laughs> no. not subtle. So nope. you just celebrated my birthday, the big one eight. Suddenly the word jailbait just disappeared from my forehead. So <laughs> And uh she's yeah. laying it on thick. She she is got she's got her sights set on Brandon. Yeah. She follows him out of the peach pit, asks him she she tells him like she wants to go out, and he's like, No, I'm not doing that. And mm-hmm. she kind of picks on him, like, why are you freaked out by my father? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. That's yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> His what response to that was very funny. Yeah, he got it in one, sister. Yep. Dylan pulls up and Claire gives Brandon a big old kiss goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Says he one that he's good. not like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, he no, leans no. into that kiss. He, he definitely kisses kiss. her back. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, he does. Dylan, who parks in the middle of the road by the way, yeah. leaves his car there, yeah. is like, mm-hmm. I thought you'd be playing it cool after the whole Lucinda thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Brandon's like, well, I'm trying to. Like, mm-hmm. This is nothing. And Dylan's like, yeah. all right, I think you need to, <laughs> I think you need to watch out. And then they yeah. do this like funny handshake. Mm-hmm. So anytime the camera keeps rolling on those two, I'm here for it. Yeah. Dylan then goes inside and meets the boyfriend, whose name is Kevin. I don't know if I said that. Kevin. His, his name is Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. At the Walsh house. Jim is packing for vacation. I guess he and Cindy, like, uh, not bet. They bid. Bid. No, they bid Thank on, you. like, a couple's retreat with another couple that are friends. Yeah, so they're going on I was just thinking vacation. about that time, the four of us did a little couple's retreat when we went to see the monkeys. Yeah, that was so Remember fun. That? And we stayed at that stayed little that bed, and breakfast. bed and breakfast with the, was mm-hmm. it a cat or a dog? That was so cute. It was a dog, It was right? a dog yeah. and a real chatty lady. Oh yeah. She was very, very chatty. Remember that? But the dog was worth it. <laughs> Good time. So the dog, was the dog and it. the monkeys, I think yeah. were worth it. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Dog first, then the monkey. No, just kidding. That's, Mon- that's your, okay. The monkeys right. were great. The okay. food at that place. Do you remember though? There was like no yeah. food. Like they opened yeah. the gates. We oh, yeah. had nothing to eat. No food yeah. was ready. No, and it then was they, yeah, it was awful. But but even then, it was like we have eight French fries. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like that was it. We yeah, we were like, surely they'll have food there. No, well, no. they that? were supposed was, to, but there nice. was nothing. Yeah. There was no food. They were like, right nothing now, we can offer you no. water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yep. I got a I got a t shirt. It's a pretty good t shirt. Oh yeah, I still that wear was it. Good t shirt. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so Brenda is then talking with Cindy about um, she talking in her southern. She's like in character. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go. Brenda's an actress I again. I wrote it down. Like, why? Why are you giving her accents? Like, stop having Shannon Doherty do accents. There's lots of things she can do. Accents is not one of them. And her version of a Southern accent is to talk normally and then overemphasize a few words. Yeah. 
you know. He was like, sure, mom, I'll help you with the dishes. The dishes. What? what? I thought it I love was... how Cindy's just like, hey, maybe don't be optimistic that you're going to get this part. She's like, you isn't know? there a smaller role you could go for? Some, something like set crew. Don't you, you know, move something around, maybe pull a curtain, you know, just yeah. aim lower. Yeah. Aim lower. Brenda says that Kelly is coming over to run some lines with her and that she's really working on maintaining their friendship. Yeah. A little bit of foreshadowing there. Good. At the dorm, Steve and Brandon are talking about Steve. He's finally in the college groove. He's getting the hang of it. He's doing okay. Oh, sorry. There's there's one thing that Brenda makes a little comment in there before we get to this with Cindy, where she's like, I'm I I am Maggie the cat, scorned by the man you love. I can relate to that perfectly. And I'm like, You broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You broke up with him. He didn't scorn you. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just couldn't let that pass. <laughs> uh, Brandon and Steve part ways, and Steve hears someone screaming in a southern accent in her dorm room. So he yes. bursts in to save the day, and it is Laura Kingman. Laura Kingman. Who Laura you may Kingman, remember. Who seen in 17 episodes. Was it really that long ago? It was that long ago. Yes, it was. Well, um,. For those who don't remember, Laura yes. accused Steve of date rape. Date rape. Yes. Sorry. I yes. couldn't think of the right word. Yeah. Um, yes. They spent the night together and the version of the story was very different. And we never actually saw the real version leading to the problematic nature of that episode. Which makes me wonder why they're bringing this character back. But anyway. I really think they're like, boy, we messed that up. We're going to have to have that character back. I think. I think that's why we're seeing this. I really But they do. have her back to make her like actually crazy. I don't know. We'll get yes. we'll get into it as we go. But um yeah, anyway. Yeah, we can we can put a pin in that. Steve interrupts her and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I was just acting. Yeah. The worst line I've ever heard in any show. <laughs> also, Steve is wearing very chunky jorts. I just don't yes, want to. Yes, I mentioned the jorts later. Noticed. I did write jorts. that later. I was like, Oh, those jorts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, Steve keeps trying to leave and she keeps trying to talk to him and he's like, oh yeah, my mom was the lead in that play and oh, maybe I could help you with your audition and she's Yeah, he says he practically like grew up in the, uh, in the dressing room and he's like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but maybe I could help you. He also says that he still, he feels like he owes her one for what she went through and I'm like, what weird problematic thing for you to say. Which you're was, the thing she yeah, went through. You're the you were the issue. <laughs> it was you. Anyway, I just I can't. I'm get to go with the southern theme of this. I am getting the vapors. Just thinking <laughs> about this. Lord of mercy. Um, <laughs> elsewhere on campus, uh, Brandon runs into David. He says, "Hi ho, Silver," which is, always makes me laugh when they say that. I like it. Yeah. David is uh, living my current life, which is a dog is destroying his house. Um, which a, dog, is... a dog is destroying my house. Really? Our elderly dog has just decided that everything is for him to pee on. It's my elderly dog, too. So maybe. Uh... Do you think they have like a coalition? Are yeah, they talking? Maybe. That's weird. They're like, all right, you do this and I'll do this. They miss each other. They miss each other. Yeah. The other day, my dog ate a giant bag of candy. Um, oh, so he was throwing up and pooping wrappers for a while. And then uh, the, <laughs> the other day I came home and he had just grabbed my backpack and just taken everything out of it and <laughs> just left Looking it, you know, them. on the floor and uh, eaten some yeah. Tylenol that he found in my backpack. Oh, so, OK. Yeah. Wow. A lot. You are going through a lot. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, what was I saying? OK, so, yeah. So he's upset that the puppy is destroying the house, peeing everywhere. As mm-hmm. puppies do. Um, Brenda sure. is at the counter getting him some yogurt or something. And she turns and runs into none other than Roy Randolph. There he is. You know, his long haired. This is the funny thing about Roy Randolph. Okay. His sexiness is just accent. Yes. If he did if he did not have a British accent, just if he was just like a pasty white man with stringy black hair being like, well, hello, you must be Brenda. <laughs> My name is Roy. You know, we would be it's, like calling campus secure. It's confusing because 
you look at him and you hear him and your brain does that thing where like robots yeah. get like, you know, their yeah. their logic does not compute and then they start like freaking out kind of thing. Yeah. That's what happens in your brain. His plan is very similar to the guy in love, actually. Just get to America and have that accent and clean <laughs> up. That's his plan. Well, it's working for him. I guess, yeah. It's working for him. Uh, so she is, you know, recognizes him, says she's auditioning sure. for Maggie. And he says that he likes Maggie fetching, love-starved, and dangerous. Dangerous. Those are all the hints he's going to give her, Kendra. Yeah. Brenda then goes on to don't tell... Ask, don't ask for more. ...to tell him that she's a big fan of his. She did all this research about yeah. him. And... Which we saw. Yeah. And he is like... Great. See you tomorrow at the audition. And then she like does this like sexy walk away and he's just like bravo as she's walking yeah, away. Which is very pervy. And oh, yeah. just to go back to the microfilm, Kendra, when you find what you're looking for, you can't just pull the spool off. You have to manually rewind the entire thing. It is a time consuming process. Who came up with this stupid machine? <laughs> I don't know. Why do I we don't still know. use it? Somebody from the past. I don't know. Some things are only on microfilm. Digitization is expensive, Kendra. That's crazy. Yeah. At Dylan's. Dylan is working on his bike, as he is wont to do. And yeah. they're like, we need Dylan to be doing something as people talk at him. <laughs> yeah. Fix that bike. Yeah. No, he never rides the bike, but whenever he does, it will have been fixed. Yep. Uh, Suzanne comes to talk to him, and Dylan says that he likes Kevin. And... Um, Suzanne wants him to talk to Erica because Erica is not team Kevin. Yes. And he kind of, she's beating around the bush and he's like, you want me to talk to her? And she was like, that's exactly what I want. Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> and so, yes. So he agrees to that on campus. This is where I wrote the jorts because you get a great shot. Oh, full length of Steve. Majestic. It is jorts. Yep. And and he's got a he's got a shirt tucked into the jorts. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I so he must have left his fanny pack at home. Is the only <laughs> thing I could think of. Oh man. And he needed some like, you know, thin black <laughs> yeah. glass sunglasses. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Preferably the kind that flip up. That yeah. would be oh, ideal. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That would That'd... be ideal. Yes. Yep. So he's talking with Brandon. Brandon's on his way to see the Chancellor. And Steve mentions that he's helping Laura with this audition. And Brandon's like are you crazy? Wait a minute. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Hold on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, all right, just just watch yourself. Watch yourself. I guess, which is exactly what Dylan... Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's what you Dylan know? said to Steve, so... All right, mm -hmm. That's what Dylan said to Brandon earlier in the episode. Yes. About Claire. Yes. Sage uh, advice. Did you know that the Walshes have a pool in their backyard? No, I don't think that is the Walshes. Because Brenda is house-sitting. Oh, I was like, where are they? Yeah, she she is like, because all the Walshes are getting out of the house. That's the thing. Jim and right. Cindy are going on the couple's retreat, and Brenda is cat-sitting at a nearby house. Yeah, but for some reason, I thought they were still at the Walsh house. But anyway, that makes more sense, because I was like, I've never seen this pool in their backyard yeah. before. Yeah. So yeah, they're reading lines, and... Um, Kelly makes this comment about how she can play frumpy people, which I thought was funny. But Brenda is like, you should audition for May, which is a smaller mm -hmm. a little part, a smaller non-threatening role. Yeah. And Kelly is not convinced, but Brenda mm -hmm. is like this guy, like his whole thing is that you don't have to have acting experience. You just have to, you know, if you're right for it, you're right. So you should just do it. You just have to be good looking. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, ideal. Kelly is like, no way. I don't have the kind of a theater experience that you have. And I'm like, we've been watching Brenda since she was 15. And other than that one time where she refused to take off her black dress in that student led play, I've not seen her act. Yeah. Yep. Have you? Am I, am I forgetting something? That's no. the only thing I could think of. She did some stand up comedy. <laughs> Kendra, stop. If you recall. <laughs> she acted like a nightmare when she played Laverne, but yeah. that's the only. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I guess she has experience. Dylan comes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dylan comes to pick up Kelly, and Kelly is like, "Hey, I think I'm going to audition for this play." And Dylan seems to be like, "All right, cool. I guess he's just glad yeah. that she and Brent yeah. are getting along. They're mm -hmm. friends, yeah, and they're getting along, and they're going to be friends. <laughs> Everything's forever. fine. 
it's everything. The only thing that was problematic before was that they both wanted the same thing and went after it in secret. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not going to happen again, right? Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. No way. At the chancellor's office, uh, Brandon learns that the Department of Education did a paper on their task force. By paper, it's like a very thick yeah. book yeah. Um, that they've written. Mm-hmm. And so... He That's wants... 300 pages. Easy. easy oh, peasy. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he wants Brandon to read it and basically give him the, the lowdown on it. Um, yeah, give him the cliff notes. Yeah. So he's got to, like, read the whole thing in one night, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, in walks Claire in a suit. Like, she's a Men in Black agent. No, I think she goes to, like, a... She's still in high school. I think she goes to, like, a private school. That's her that's uniform? Yeah, I think it's her uniform. Okay. <laughs> it's just like a very oversized i don't know maybe whatever maybe not maybe but wasn't. anyway she... um so yeah so she pops in and says something and then leaves but then she kind of like sneakily comes back and brandon is telling the chancellor i'll have the house to myself so i will be able to get this whole yeah. thing read and she yep. overhears that like yeah when she comes him. in she's like oh daddy sorry to interrupt she's like the perfect angel and really sells it yeah. And then it's like a sliding door. It's like a sliding door, but no Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. And she goes out there and while Brandon's talking, she kind of opens it back up and looks over and she's like licking her lips and, you know, just too much giving Brandon the bedroom eyes. And too then he's kind of still looking and the chancellor's like, what? And Brandon just does a classic like, ha, 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 and walks away. <laughs> At Laura's dorm room, Steve is there running lines with her. And she is, she is in it to oh win it gosh. with this role. I mean, she is, she is. all over him. Um, yeah. And he's like, whoa, let's take it easy. These accents are not much better because wow. Steve is also, he's reading Brick and he is doing an accent as well. And another one where it's like, oh, Maggie, oh, Maggie, we mustn't do this, Maggie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough. Yeah, so she then eventually leans in to kiss him, and uh, he he stops her. Yeah, he's like, that. Brick, Brick, resist the kiss. Brick, resist the it kiss. It says it in the script right here. She's, she's like, sorry, just as Maggie, I wanted to. As Maggie, of course. Make out with your mouth, yeah. you know. <laughs> Nick, is a cat on a hot tin roof uh, worth the read? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. I've never read it. It's just a classic, you know. At Andrea's, Donna and David arrive with Rocky too, who immediately starts licking yeah. Andrea's shoes, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David is like, you need to teach him to some discipline. And Donna's mm-hmm. like, he'll learn eventually. He's a puppy. Yeah. She obviously does not like you're supposed to you're supposed to train your dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're like paper training, I guess, by putting newspaper over like literally everything. I guess yeah. that's a way and you just do less and less newspaper, but it doesn't seem great. Basically, David and Donna are reduced to just bickering about this dog for the yeah. whole episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the only reason why Kelly's not the one to bring the maternity clothes is they're like, we need something with Donna and David. Why don't they take the dog and deliver the clothes to Andrea and Jesse? Yeah. So Jesse comes in and he's like, oh, parenting problems. This is what we have to look forward to. And then he's gone again. I feel bad. I feel bad for Mark Damon Espinosa because almost everything he's had to do as Jesse is so lame. He's just like, he's so square. He's just, I don't know. He just kills the scene. And I don't really think it's him. I think it's the dialogue that they've written for him and the role that they're like mashing him into. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, Donna likes to talk to Rocky like he's a person. She's yes. like, now, Rocky, you shouldn't have done that. Please do not do that s- again. We're back with stupid Donna. Yep. This is a week where Donna's dumb. Yep. So they brought Andrea these clothes and she excitedly tries one on and immediately rips it. Uh, yeah. Rips the back open. Though, I mean, in, in fairness, she had to stretch like the Hulk. To yeah. get it to pop. In also, the back. she's like, wearing she a very big frumpy shirt yes, underneath. A it. big bulky shirt, and she yeah. like Lou Ferrigno's that thing, and the back pops, and she's like, "These aren't gonna fit me. I'm so fat." That's her character <laughs> arc. Yeah, she's just like, "I'm just gonna have to stop eating." Yeah. 
because that's what you should do when you're pregnant stop yeah. eating this is such a weird move it it's is. like none of the writers had ever been around a pregnant person <laughs> and didn't understand how pregnancy works yeah you know mm-hmm. we're just like she just keeps getting fatter because she loves doritos so much and it's like well they're like we guys, have to explain why she weighs and i so assume much. i'm speaking to men when i save the writers <laughs> on this episode yeah, because yeah. her whole arc is just like right anyway yeah poor andrea all right it's audition time everyone is mm. in the building they're running their lines pacing nervously steve is there with uh laura and sees brenda across the way and kind of mouths like good luck to her yeah uh, roy comes in and gives this speech about today is yeah. gonna be great and i'm so excited that all of you are here kind yeah. of thing uh, we meet Eddie, the stage manager. Yeah. Do you yeah, want to do Eddie's accent for us? <laughs> Roy comes out and he does He does a whole like, you may think this is going to be a cattle call, but you will be treated with respect. And Kelly stumbles in, right? We get a little Kelly yeah. stumble. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Their eyes meet across the floor. But yeah, Eddie comes in. I don't remember what he says, but it's, you know, it's something along the line of, call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's perfect. Like, that's their dynamic, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Roy's like, everybody's got a chance. And then Kelly walks mm-hmm. in and yep. they make this like whole thing about her walking oh, in. Oh, sweet mystery of life. Yep. Um, so Kelly goes to sit with Brenda and they're kind of looking over at Steve and Laura being like, what the heck is that about? Yeah. Uh, Brenda says that she's bent enough to be Maggie. Again, making her like she's a crazy person. Why are we making the woman that we were supposed yeah. to believe into a crazy person? I just don't understand why they're I doing I think that. because they would rather be like, oh, she was crazy. This is what I was saying. <laughs> Remember we were talking about it before. I was like, the, where they go with her sort of retroactively changes what it we does. saw. It does. It really first. does. It does. Yeah. And I think that they would just rather make it that that character was crazy and Steve was right all along rather than trying to just sort of like deal with what happened yeah i would love to i would love to know the behind the scenes answer to this because i feel like the original plan was that steve really did pressure her too much Mm -hmm. and i think they just were like we can't do that yeah and so instead they're like let's blame the victim yeah for a five episode arc (laughs) and then we'll make her crazy yeah she's crazy as can be (sighs) okay so um kelly thinks roy is cute and Brenda's like, oh, yeah, he he always says all I need out of life is a rehearsal studio and a bedroom, preferably attached. <laughs> Saves time. Yeah. If you're a rehearsal it's problematic. studio. It's yeah. probably not a thing you could say at this point. Yep. So. At the Walsh house, Brandon's there studying the, uh, the paper. And Claire yeah. arrives with her overnight bag. Yeah. Her father thinks she's at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Kendra, the bag is filled with all the things she's into. Mm-hmm. Those things would all be things. sex, rock, sex. and yeah. literature. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the she's three. She's well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Well-rounded, re- well-read. So. Yeah. So Brandon's like, you, you've got to get out of here. And she's like, fine, I'll just, you know, go wander around the beach and, you know, fall in yeah. with some so hoodlums. Go, and... go down to the pier and get into a rusted out muscle car and be killed yeah because those are the only options yeah she says her friend won't be back until after 10 so mm-hmm. she's gonna stay until then yeah and he's like okay and he think he says that he owes it to her father to keep some distance so he sets her down with her boombox and her headphones mm-hmm. and he's like i'm going upstairs to read my thing you yeah. stay down here listen to your music at 10 o'clock i'm gonna drive you and so she starts mm-hmm. like doing the sexy dance with her headphone is cord. Well, she's trying. Is it though? That's what Can we're I supposed ask? to be. All right. I agree that that was her intent. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, Erica is loving her Lincoln books. Yes. She um, is. She's talking with Dylan, and yeah. she says that Kevin, the boyfriend, reminds her of Louis Payne, who was the getaway driver for john wilkes booth mm. i don't really know the connection what was why was she saying that can you explain why she said that i don't really know i think just that he's untrustworthy is what she's trying to say mm. she's 
she's reading a book that's all about a, a conspiracy to kill Lincoln, where like Seward, who was I think the Secretary of State, was like involved and in his attack was staged and part of it. I don't really understand how that ties into Kevin, other than I think she's saying that he's no good. Okay, well. She's worried that if they get married, that they're going to move far away and that she's not going to see Dylan again, basically, is her yeah, because issue. because Kevin lives far away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin he lives, lives in a different county or something. Yeah, something like that. But Dylan reassures her that's not going to happen. Like, he's still mm-hmm. going to see her all the time because she's every Every 10 to 15 episodes, he's going to yeah. see her. Mm-hmm. So uh, could she cut Kevin some slack? And she's like, mm-hmm. okay. She'll Cut do it. it out. Cut it yeah. out. Back at the auditions. All right, this is where we have this guy giving this audition, mm-hmm. uh, where he's just he's just reading the lines so mono like Southern accent but monotone. Yeah. Um, and then he like tries to read it again. No, he like for, he's he forgets the words. He like stumbles. I know, but through it, he's the like saying words that he had already said. Like we heard yeah. him say them, and he then gets he all like... flustered and turned around. Yeah, and there, Roy's like, "Okay, next," and he's like, "Please, can I have a second chance?" And he's like, "Feel good today, my friend. You did well." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's Brenda's turn, and Roy remembers oh. her name from earlier. Ooh. Oh my word! This audition. <laughs> uh, she's like. She's she like sits down and starts the monologue and then she starts crawling on the floor. The crawling is just I mean, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, it's not that the crawling doesn't work at all for the character, but it was like zero to crawling yeah. in no time. <laughs> you know? And this is another one where her accent's all over the place. It's like she's totally normal and then there's a word that's easy to say in a southern accent and she hits it like a ton of bricks when she gets <laughs> one of those words that she can say southern. But yeah, she's just crawl- crawling on the floor and Rory's like, oh my word. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's talking with Eddie and he, he likes Brenda. Eddie's not so sure, she but he, he thinks yeah. she has the fire to be Maggie. Don't um, you got Eddie. And then um, Laura is kind of overhearing this and you mm-hmm. can tell that Laura is getting a little uh, yep. getting a little yep. jelly on the bread mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> yep. Um. And Eddie is like, I feel like you just took this gig to get close to 18-year-old actresses, which is is gross. It is gross. Yeah. And Roy's like, oh, oh, oh." that's that's all the resolution we get on that. Back at the Walsh house, Steve calls Brandon and Brandon is like telling him like, I've got a lot of distractions over here. And then we hear giggling on the phone. So she's like listening in. Yeah. Well, Steve calls to tell about how good Laura's audition went. Oh, and Brandon's right. like, I don't want to hear about it. It's kind of rude. But I think the biggest takeaway for me in this scene, Steve is playing an original Game Boy. Oh, like the OG, I didn't even the notice. Chunky Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, couldn't take my eyes off that beauty. Nick, yep. why don't you and I have a game on the Switch that we can play? Don't you have my a gosh, Switch? Kendra. Yes, I do. What do you want to play? I don't know. I'm going to write it down. Play? I don't know. We could I play mean, one of the old Mario games. We could whatever. I think you should just get Mario Kart so we can we can race because then I can well, I can race your son. I could do that. I can race Hillary. I yeah. I know, but I've played competitive games with you before. Maybe with the distance between us. Yeah, your, it'll be your, safe. Your competitive rage. You know, I'll have <laughs> multiple states to keep me safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'll do it. All right, let's do I'll it. I'll do it. Okay. Um. Okay. So she hangs up. I guess because. Steve is like, oh, Claire is there. Do you like her? Mm-hmm. And Brandon says mm-hmm. she has the body of a centerfold and the personality of a volcano. Uh, cue Claire. Hmm. She walks into Brandon's room in this like lingerie, like leotard thing. It's like a weird, like a like feathery black swan kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like she's wearing combat boots. Maybe I'm making that up, <laughs> but she has like a she has like a backwards golf hat on. Yeah. So yeah. she came in and I was like, Cammy from Super Street Fighter 2? That but is no, what she looks like. That is exactly yeah. what she looks like. I know. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So then she tells Brandon, oh, guess what? My friend is also staying yeah. at a guy's house. So yeah. I have nowhere to stay. Mm-hmm. Renda comes home and she, Brandon tells Claire to just stay in the room. Brenda says her audition went well and um, Kelly is still there waiting her turn because she came in last. So she's like yeah. in the last group. 
And Brandon's like, that's great. Bye. And like pushes her. Yeah, he's out like the pushing door. her out the door. Yeah, to go watch yep. the She's watch like, call if you get lonely. And he's like, okay, Sam. Yeah. Goes back upstairs. Claire has handcuffed herself to the bed and hidden the key yeah. somewhere on her person. On her body. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. For Brandon to find. Uh, and yep. at that point, he's like, all right, good night. And he just turns off the light, closes the door, goes mm-hmm. downstairs. Yep. And she's like, Brandon. But yep. I guess she stays up there all night. <laughs> why Apparently. wouldn't she? Yep. Why wouldn't she come down? I guess she gives up. Just leave. Yeah, I, don't, I guess so at that point. Yep. Back at the auditions, Kelly is in the theater waiting her turn, um, but decides that she she's just going to leave. So she gets up mm-hmm. and walks out and Roy sees this and runs after her to stop her. He tells Eddie to quote cover for him. Yeah. <laughs> um she's saying like I don't belong here. I, you know, I'm not an actress and he's like no no, I I see something in you. I want to see you on the stage. And yeah. conv- convinces her. I've been waiting all day to see you. <laughs> convinces her to Thanks. audition. Yep, she stays. At Kelly Donna David's, there is newspaper all over the floor because yeah. uh, of the puppy. Yep. And, <laughs> but he's he's still peeing everywhere. So yeah. David wants to rub his nose in it. Mm, that's not school. what you're supposed to do. Oh, I don't think that's helpful. No, I don't think it is. You have to like, you have to like do the discipline while it's happening or they just don't remember. Right. They're just like, what? Like, oh. What is this? Is this mine? I don't have my any friends memory. here, and he's being a jerk. <laughs> I don't connect this to my behavior at all. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, why did I write Kelly calls Brenda? Because she doesn't call Brenda. Oh, it's the next morning, so mm. she does call Brenda. Um, the next she morning. yes, she says that um, you know she didn't call her the night before because she got back so late from the auditions. And Brenda's like, well, the callbacks are going to be posted very soon. Do you want to go see them? And she's like, no, I just woke up. You go. Uh, but she she doesn't think that she got a role. She like she thinks she yeah. did fine. You know, it was an experience, but she big uh, big mistake. I'm going to say right here for Kelly not to be like, oh, and also why I he <laughs> just, had just so you know I read for the lead. I mean, it yeah. was no big deal, but and you and I read for the same the, yeah. role. But she, she doesn't. No. And I think in Kelly's defense, I don't think that Kelly's like withholding the information or being manipulative. I just think she thinks. I think she thought it was actor. just, yeah. There's no reason. It's just like he had her do it. So she did it. No, yeah. she wasn't like aggressively trying to get that role. So anyway. Right. At the Walsh house. I still would have told her given their history, but. Yeah. Know. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Brandon wakes up on the couch alone and Claire is coming downstairs. She's dressed in her uniform for school, which is not the oversized uh, uniform that she was wearing mm. earlier. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess she just doesn't have the jacket on. And she's like, you didn't happen to molest me while I was sleeping, did you? <laughs> what a delightful joke. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. He also says here that he's not usually such a Boy Scout. I don't know about yeah. that one. Dis- I mean, I guess he... I guess he did just have that whole Lucinda thing, but true. So yeah, she... but only after only after she was divorced, right? And yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so she leaves, and she's like, "We'll do this again sometime." And he's like, "No, we're not doing this again." But she uh, she gives him a big old kiss, and he gives it right back. Mm-hmm. He yep. sure does. Yeah, yep. like two hungry wolves. <laughs> 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 at the doctor's office they're giving andrea an ultrasound they say everything is fine these doctors this doctor's like well the test results are back and apparently you fat <laughs> they're like the weight you're well they tell her her weight is not abnormal like she yeah. weighs as much as she should weigh as a pregnant woman does and andrea is yeah. like well what about the my diabetes that runs in my family and they're like we've been on top yeah. of that like we're we're watching it you're fine everything's fine but again jesse is so annoying in this in this scene no, because the doctor's like it's perfectly normal to gain lots of weight during pregnancy and he's like that's exactly what i told her doctor and it's like not helping 
Yeah. Not helping. Well, then Jesse. he also tells her after the doctor leaves, like, ultrasounds are expensive. Like, we can't keep coming yeah. back here to get ultrasounds. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, not cool. Not cool, J-Bone. But Andrea is convinced there is something wrong. Yeah. She you is gaining is, yeah. weight because there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're... What, what that's about but i'm not sure either i guess I'm we'll sure see we'll find out though yeah i guess we'll see at the peach pit suzanne and kevin are thanking dylan for talking to erica <laughs> um dylan learns that apparently kevin surfs yeah. and he's got some sort of gizmo that he puts on his surfboard <laughs> to tell him all this information about the waves yeah yeah, so I attach my gnarly reader to the bottom of my board, and when it goes <laughs> off, I know the wave's extra gnarly. This is where this is where it's sort of like, okay, you're smiling a lot, and you're a surf scientist. <laughs> you know, he's like, there's three things I love, Dylan. Surfing, old Porsches, and sideburns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Kevin. So Dylan, sure. Dylan goes with Kevin because he has this device in his car. Yeah, um, so he's yeah, going to go yeah. take a look at it. And they're like talking yeah. about their lives and stuff. And Kevin steps out in front of a bus and mm-hmm. Dylan grabs him and pulls Pull him, him back. back. Yeah. Um, and Kevin is like, you just made a pal for life. Listen, if Kevin is a con man, that was a baller move. It was. It was. Right? I mean... He put perfect. it all on the line there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you got to commit. That's the thing. You got to commit. At okay, last scene, they uh, the callbacks are posted. Laura runs into Brenda and is like, "Oh, congratulations! You and I made the callbacks. Also, Kelly made the callbacks for Maggie. Did oh, you didn't know that she auditioned for Maggie? Did you know that she went out and got coffee with Roy after the auditions? I'm sure that That's helped her out. That's not a good look." That's not a good look. Keep in mind, though, Laura has a very, very clear reason to have some bad blood with Kelly. Because Kelly oh, yeah. really turned on her in that thing. And then went up and basically made it so Laura could not tell her story. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelly, Laura confided she, in Kelly. Yeah, she, she like grabbed the mic and, and was like, yeah, and then look at this man, Steve. To... He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, The only right. thing I know is that Steve Sanders is gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I don't fault Laura for uh, being mad at Kelly here at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's how it ends. Brenda's like, what? Yeah. Do you think she really went out for coffee with him? Or is she making that up? I think she's making it up. I don't know. I, I believed it. I didn't occur to me that that was not true. Mm. Hmm. So, I guess we'll see. I don't know. That's the episode. I guess we will see. Yeah, that is the episode. Kendra, what was your 90210 snap? In this uh, in this scene, um, maybe I'll give it to maybe that last scene. You know, I I was struggling to find one this time too because it's all pretty tame. But yeah, I think if you were doing like a pull back the camera and the music swells when you find out the Kelly audition too. That's got a soap opera vibe to it. So that's going to be my 90210 snap. Right. What do you think of the episode? Does it hold up? Uh, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think there was yeah, I had a, decent a lot time. of stuff going on. A decent time watching this one. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the Brandon Claire storyline there. Yeah. Um, hate the Andrea stuff. Uh, same with the Donna David stuff. And I just think... The Steve and Laura stuff could be helpful. And it's not like Steve is completely like disavowing any sort of fault on his part, but it just seems really clear to me that their intent here is to rehabilitate Steve by destroying the Laura yes. character. Yes. And which, I I don't know. I just And it's funny because when we were when we did the original Laura episodes, I remember saying like it kind of like it goes down the road like more comes out and it makes a little bit more sense. And that's how I remember it happening. You know, that like when you find out a little bit more about the character, you're like, oh, okay, so maybe that's what's going on. But that requires a lot of the viewer mm-hmm. sort of like Connecting being able to roll with the yeah. retcon here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really, to me, it does feel like a retcon. So it, yes, it I'm, definitely uh, is. I'm not, 
I'm not down with it. I'm not down with it. I take back what I said before about it resolving a little bit better because I think this is actually much worse. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see where it goes. I remember where it goes and the worst is yet to come. Oh, Deborah, great. Great. So, yeah, well, we're we winding down it. on this uh, this season. I think we only have four episodes I know. left. So. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting close. We are getting close. All right. Kendra, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of How's Things, the podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. Our recent episode was all about author Ta-Nehisi Coates. So you can check that out. All right. And next time uh, I have an interview with Tess Gerritsen. So fun stuff. What about you, Kendra? What's up? I am Miss Musebox 91 online. I have a website, MissMusebox.com. And um, I'm also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like where we look at a different 90s song every week. Recently, we yeah. talked about Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith. No, 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 Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, gang, you can join us next week as we continue our 902 and no discussion with episode 28, Acting Out. Acting! <laughs> 902 and oh, should we say it with a Southern accent? Can you do it? 902 got- one, here we go.